This is a review series on the book Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. And uh, today we are going to be talking about the first chapter, An Animal of No Significance. So, Alfred, what did you think? I thought it was really fascinating, man. Um, Like one chapter in and it's got me hooked. Like I'm... Very interested. Like I'm already learning a crazy amount of stuff, man. I, I, right. It's it introduces a lot of uh, pretty cool concepts. So uh, yeah. the book starts with um, the baseline of the book is the Big Bang. So that might um, make sense to a lot of people. It may um, it may not. Uh, but that that is their that is their description on how we got uh, to be in humans. Uh, a couple couple million years ago, two and a half million years ago. And then, um, and then it just goes into the different, uh, species of humans. Um, and it, uh, what did it say? A hundred thousand years ago, there were six different species of humans. Um, and they likened it to, you know, it being as foreign of a species to us as a dog or a horse meaning we couldn't mate with that other species we didn't share the same dna they were of the subset human but they were not mm-hmm. homo sapiens um, which is crazy because you never think about us having another human species it's always been yeah dude I, <laughs> I thought it was like monkey Homo erectus, where we like first started standing upright, and then Homo sapiens. I didn't realize there was like all these sub homos yeah, that like a whole fall in dwarf into species. Yeah, which was really interesting. A whole species of dwarves and dwarf elephants. Yeah, and it said it was based off of the food supply. So the bigger people died off because they required more sustenance and and yada yada. And so as a result, the bigger the the not only the people. But the animals all were like dwarfs, which is yeah. insane, just based off food supply. Like, it's, evolution is is crazy. Yeah, um, pretty wild, pretty wild. And they, they so so I guess the the evidence for us existing, us being Homo sapiens existing at the same time as a different species of human. Um, is their tools so they could date tools back to the roughly the same time so that they overlap meaning that they existed at uh at the same time uh many millennia ago so uh that was cool it 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 also talked about the the rise of of the human uh or, or, or homo sapiens and it, and it gave this really cool um perspective on current human behavior being um, insecure with the meteoric rise from the middle of the food chain to the top of the food chain and the ensuing wars and crimes against humanity uh, being as a result of our wanting to stay at the top and that we're insecure as the single greatest predator on on Earth. I just thought that was a really interesting perspective uh, of, yeah, you know how how these things could come about. It, also weird to think that like there was a time when we were not uh, at the top of the food chain, and and it was even saying where uh, most times, uh, you know, four hundred thousand years ago, we like uh, not Homo sapiens at the time, but whatever we were then would wait until a lion like killed a zebra and then then they would wait until the hyenas went and scavenged it and then we would go and scavenge that and and get our sustenance from just the leftovers it's weird to think of us not as like we're out there hunting lions or hunting deer or anything like that and then it said Crazy. that um basically since like by the time the lion had eaten the zebra and then the hyenas had come really what was left and one of the first things that like we really gained sustenance from was bone marrow. It's like Isn't that wild and they crack open the dead animal's bone. Yeah. You, you'll go pay fifty dollars for that at a nice Italian spot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's so wild. It's, it's wild. But man. that you know yeah, man. Um 
you just never think of <clears throat> you never think of your lineage as uh you know performing these tasks mm-hmm. and um you know could you even think like 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 imagine living right now and 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 knowing that if you were in the wrong spot um you could be eaten for sustenance yeah you know exactly um that is pretty wild and 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 i just lo- i just really love that perspective of the of the um you know they it, it made the point that evolution it has its its advantages and, and disadvantages for every species right so like uh sharks weren't they weren't created as the vicious predator that they are they evolved over many 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 years and that sapiens had a much quicker rise to the top mm-hmm. and also you know if you if you think about how we we never think about like the true fragility of what it is to be a human compared to other um species around the planet like it it's you know it it, it it's just a cool perspective to to think about taking that for 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 granted yeah. But um, <laughs> the other, the other, the other point that it made uh, that the book was was talking about was um, making the case for, it, in fact, there being different species of sapiens. Yes. Um, which highly controversial, but also very interesting to think about. Um, so I don't know if you remember the two different scenarios that they gave for why sapiens were the prevailing species of, of humans. Um, I believe the first one was that there was either, either sapiens drove other species out of existence because we had bigger brains, we were more capable hunter-gatherers, mm-hmm. and so we pretty much just drove them out of existence. And then um, the other theory within that realm was that, you know, there was a fight for the scarce resources to stay alive. So sapiens did what they needed to do and took care of business and, you know, could have led a genocide or, you know, a bunch of different yeah, other weird <laughs> things. So that, that, that is, but, but the main point of that theory is that <laughs> sapiens existed as sapiens throughout the entirety of history, mm-hmm. which would mean that any one of us at any part of this world are all still the same exact creature. And then the other theory is that different species mated yep. in and different that parts of the sapiens world. grew to be dominant species but there was a mix of humans meaning that if you were from one part of the world you could be a different human biologically than another person in a different part of the world and their evidence for that was there was some tests done on old remains from other species and found that current day sapiens also shared a small yet significant portion of DNA with other species of humans. Which, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. like the most mind-boggling thing you could ever think about. Because if it's true, and if that can be confirmed, then despite the terrible intentions of this fact it would it would mean that there are in fact different sapiens different humans we're not technically all the same and that's wild i feel like i believe that more than the thing that like we're all the same it makes a little more sense doesn't it yeah and it's like you see like, yes, there's evolution, obviously, just based on your environment. But, like, you see someone from, like, 
from Asia where they he mentioned the two the two homo that had uh, breeded to to make like people in Asia and how that was different from like the sapiens that they found in Africa and all over the world and it's just that I see that that makes more sense to me and like when you look at somebody and and different cultures different ethnicities like you yeah you see distinguishing characteristics that like yes could have been from evolution but also it might have just been who was breeding in that area of the world or what what homo was breeding you know what what genus of homo homo was breeding in that area um yeah so and, that and makes more sense to me yeah it, but sort of right because what that would be saying would be like if uh you know you got some <laughs> if you got like somebody with like an animal fetish right yeah what you're saying is if that person acts on their animal fetish that they could procreate with another animal that that essentially is what the theory was but that that they that they, they mated that. with a completely different species well but I think what they were saying is that at that point it was close enough so that like, like the reference they used kind of was um, a donkey and a horse. They can right. breed, but when they breed and, and they can like create life, um, but once what they make is not able it's, to procreate. Yeah. It, yeah, it's infertile. But for some, like, so we must have been close enough, although you know, different, but like close enough to procreate and still be able to continue to procreate. So like, I, I don't feel like it's like us, like having sex with like a dog or something like that and procreating. Like I, it's very, it's. So the percent, the percentage of, of Neanderthal DNA that they claim to have found in modern day humans is one to 4%. Yep. Yep. He did say that. And in, 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 I believe it was people from, like the Middle East, Northern Africa kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And um, that to me is such a mind-boggling number because you think it would be higher if it was the case that two species decided to mate and then had offspring because then oh, those offspring would have to mate. Like, right? Like, how, how would you continue that lineage I don't know, man. Some weird, some weird shit had to have happened. Yeah, there. <laughs> it's also crazy that, like, at one point, I think they said it early on in that first chapter that, um, at one point, a monkey had a kid that or had two kids, and one was a monkey, and one was like the very first Neanderthal, or you know, that first differentiating factor that's not, and uh, you know, orangutan or monkey or anything like that. How? <laughs> like, that, just, that, that just on its it, that that sounds unintelligent. What you said. What do you mean? It just like on its face sounds very dumb. Like you're yeah. telling me like this person just this this one thing just popped out some one day popped out a monkey and the next day popped out not a monkey. That's what they said though. No, I know. I'm just saying like it. It's that's a tough pill to swallow. That like to take that on its face, you know. Because it's hard to, it's hard to, we don't know that. We don't see that. I don't know. Do we, can we, can we crossbreed things? I've got an idea, Frank. You might not like it, but I got an idea of what happened. Maybe. Okay. Let's hear it. Aliens. Oh yeah. Well, of course. That's always a good backdrop. That's, that's always a good, uh, safe, safe argument. Something bred. Slide that into there. Something probed. Not probe, but I mean, something potentially blended monkey DNA with something else and made a new strain, like like they said, one was a monkey and one wasn't. Like how, I, I, I mean, I guess it's explained by evolution, but it's a way above my knowledge to know how that happens, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. But I did think it was interesting, like you as a man of faith and suggesting like speaking so highly of this book, um, it's very, uh, kind of counter argue. Like it's a very argumentative, I guess, when compared to like religion, like if you, you're taking this as the truth kind of discredits a lot of, of well, yeah. I mean, religion, religion is one thing, but 
I think if you're talking about like a belief in a God, mm-hmm. then this, this, this get, I mean, this is possibly like one of the most confirming things that you could ever find out because if indeed it happened this way, like our explanation for our scientific explanation for it, the process in which it happens is evolution, right? Correct. But like, The design, the design of that is not, I don't think that's something that's random. I don't think that like, like, do you know what I mean? Like there's intelligent design in some way or the other, in some way or the other, that, so like they were talking about how, you know, if, if brain size were, um, like proportionate to animal, if brain size meant you were smarter. They were saying that, you know, like all these house pets, like a cat could do, you know, some, some, some calculus. And, um, so that I forgot where I was going. I had a point. I completely lost it. Were we talking about intelligent design? Yes. I don't know, man. I was going somewhere with it. Anyway, what you were asking about was, was, was like, was like religion or, or the way I took it was like as a belief in God, but, but you can't just describe like an animal evolving and there being these incredibly sophisticated thoughts that we have about them going on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's our perception of what's happening because it's how we perceive it. But the explanation of evolution is just, to me, it's like really loose because it's like there has to be something more beyond behind the scenes there that we can't do that. Obviously, we can't explain. Right. Like cells don't think. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't. Like, why do they mutate in order to benefit the animal well, to that they're with? To be alive and not die. I think that's like at the root of it. Yeah, I know, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, at the root of it for sure. But what is it coursing through that animal's veins day in and day out and day in and day out that causes their physical being to morph to benefit their survival? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's some kind of like positive energy, I would think. Um, it's like it's, a neck when you break it down to like atoms, like neutrons, like protons, you know? Yeah, I've never heard a good explanation for that. I've never heard a good, hey, this is why we think these very intelligent thoughts about why things have happened to animals. Yeah. Like there's but- never there's never been a like, oh, you can explain it biologically that this happens in an animal. But I don't know. I yeah, guess in order to, just to be in, like in order God to really know that you would have to like observe something for like a, an incredibly long amount of time. Yeah, but to just be like, well, God, I, I guess I just don't understand. Like this whole thing, like creationism totally kills religion. Like the idea of that to me, like timeline wise, it, it doesn't even come close to what this book is saying at all. On top of the fact that there's like proof of the year, the world being four hundred million years old, and the the Bible, like only dating back four to 10,000 years. It's like, yeah, I just cast a lot of doubt. If like your origin story doesn't make any sense, like that's not what happened. Like we know for a fact that there wasn't just all of a sudden humans as it's. Yeah. I would love to hear from a creationist because it's like, because it's like, like for me, all you have to do is like, say like the laws of physics. And it's like, Oh, well it kind of takes away your argument. (laughs) <laughs> you can't really make an argument for creationism if you know the laws of physics. Um, yeah, or, yeah, if you look at any kind of <laughs> scientific evidence that shows that there was life on Earth long before it was said that there was life on Earth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I love I love the Genesis story uh, metaphorically. I think that there's a lot of cool things to, to take out of it. But to, to yeah, to, to juxtap- juxtapose it from... Well, okay, so here's the thing also in defense of our brothers and sisters who take that very seriously, the creationism, the big bang is also a, 
almost as unbelievable story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it fits a better mold because it comes from what we know about how things move for the most part here and in outer space. But at the same time, like think about what that's saying. What you're saying is just in the matter of like milliseconds, the most inc like incredible expansion of mass and matter and energy just ever just shooting out of the ass of the universe and then boom it just starts right. this never-ending train of matter true definitely around like that like that is as me, believable as, as saying unbelievable it. as the story is saying that that some omniscient being took his hands down from the heavens and created the, the planets and everything Right, right, right. But I feel like there's more scientific data scientific data to back one side of the argument than the other. True. But 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 listen to this, because up until this point of this book, uh -huh. really I mean really almost all of this, and I think it was even prefaced this way, is theoretical. Yes. Right? Like yeah. from what we know right now, this is what we're theorizing. You're right. And and it could have happened two ways of of us becoming who we are, right? So there's no there's no definitive proof for either or. It's probably a combination of of the two. But you know, science is only. I mean, if you think about science, is like the what what is presented is like the false right like the, the method of doing science you put something out there that you think occurs and then you do everything possible to disprove it. prove that wrong right. so it's like just like a bunch of collection of shit we got wrong you know and but and so and not, not not to discredit it by any means but it's also just what we know at this point right and i think that's important to, to consider too but so then why do you take for truth what they knew at that point 3,000 years ago. Oh, I don't. But like that, that's and, basically and what like anyone that believes in religion is doing by believing in, whether you like believe in the Old Testament or not, but like by believing in the stories that were told by people two to 3,000 years ago and like investing or like putting your faith in like your personal morals, belief system, all of that, you're doing like the same thing. You're just trusting people from like, thousands of years ago over people from today yeah i um i don't know i think there's there's a there's a large discussion that that goes on in in that it, it, it what you're talking about right now is sort of like the like the whole basis of the downfall of of the church because their their whole message was to to preach the truth to always look for the truth, to always find the truth. And then the more we got meticulous about how we know things, the more that these fantastical things sort of fell on their face. Right. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've come in and out of the meat grinder of, of the Catholic church, but I, I, um, I don't know. I think the majority of churchgoers, the more majority of Christians take the Bible for the lessons and not for it being a scientific document. Sure. And I, 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 I give I've the benefit credited, of the doubt to them. For that. I've always credited religion as someone who also grew up in a Catholic grade school and high school. Um, I will always give religion like the fact that it gives us very good for the most part very good morals to like live by it it's like a good control system for a mass amount of people to like be good people and to um like live good lives to to where society can like operate without like a bunch of crazy shit going on because you okay well if there's no heaven then like we can go crazy we've got to live it up now like rob kill steal um I, i'll give it that yeah i'll definitely give it that but 
um, to, to believe in any one religion when there's so many, um, and it's, it's just like so, so many like different things about so many of them and so many same things about so many of them where they're like certain things, like most of the old Testament is just recycled stories from religions that were around thousands of years before Christianity. So it's like, to, to me, it's almost like, well, if like mother goose survived for 3000 years, like, are we going to like live our life based on that? Like it, it's, it's just to me, like good ideas, good stories, good things to learn from. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it proves that there is a God. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't, uh, I, think I don't know. There's, there's I like more. to separate the I like to separate the conversation from religion and God. Yes, they're 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 different things for sure. For and sure. and 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 more than that, I th- I think that um, the Bi- like the Bible was, you know, it's it's, it's a bunch of compiled texts, and. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been weaponized, right? But I I don't think that it was ever meant to like like to birth the religions that it did, and maybe it was I don't know. Um, but I With think the, that the Bible the, you're saying birthed different religions. I'm sorry. You you're saying that the Bible birthed different religions. I'm saying that I'm well, it did. What other religions? Well, I mean, every sect of Christianity and like also Lutheran Judaism. Stuff like that you're saying, okay. In the Old well, Testament? No, Christianity is from Judaism. I'm sorry? Christianity evolved from Judaism, not the other way around. Right. For sure. But what I'm saying is this book, in, uh, in some form or another, birthed... Many, yes. All of the religions except Islam. But it also draws Basically. from plenty of other books that came before it, though. Like, it... Yes, it did, but then you you could just say that the book before that, before the Torah, which is the Jewish text, birthed all those religions. Yeah, but like, look, look where it's standing now, right? And 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 that's not that's not for for any insidious reason. That's not because people are brainwashed, and that's not because there's, um, you know, a a, a bunch of soft headed religious people out there. I, I think that book stands the test of time because the lessons taught in it are transcendent to, through the ages and they mean the same thing now as they did back when they were written. Um, and there's, you know, almost all of the known truths of the world are exist in that text and you know maybe it doesn't prove anything but uh i don't know i I hold it in a a much higher regard than most other texts and i think it's uh i think it's way more of a force of good than not yeah yeah i'd agree it just to me it doesn't prove anything i i just i totally see the Good morals that you, one could draw from it, for sure. Um, it just, it's just really, in, I guess just, it's really interesting to me that religion is as popular as it is without any proof of anything. Like it's, it's, they're great morals to live by, but it's like it's, there's zero proof of, of a heaven, of a hell, um, of any of that stuff, I feel like there's no proof. Like there's mm-hmm. there's more proof, or as much proof that like the Sumerians were right when and when they're talking about, and they they predate all of this, uh, and most of the early religions all go with a polytheistic view, uh, with multiple gods for different things and. All of those, all of the ancient Egyptians, Sumerians, all of, all of these cultures, all reference 
being helped and aided by people that were not from here coming here. Um, and it's not for thousands of years later until you see these other religions like evolve with, with the monotheistic view. Um, and, and, you know, maybe based on, on good things and, you know, that, that we're, we're, that we've learned through thousands of years of being here. But I just think it's, it's really interesting that you don't hear about anything to do with this from any of like the first people that were here. Um, but that they all like did the same kind of pyramid thing. They all had a lot of the same technologies all across the world. Um, thousands of years before that was even possible. And I, I think, I that, don't know quite what you're talking about. You lost me. Well, like you see, like it, over the course of the entire world, you, you see the, the, where the Sumerians were, where the Egyptians were over in North America content, uh, continents with like the Aztecs, Mayans, like all through all at the same time, all around the world, you see pyramids start to pop up all over the world. And you see these religions all developed around multiple gods doing, you know, it, my assumption would be that maybe perhaps they saw different visitors of what, however you want to put it, doing different things, creating fire, maybe teaching them fire, teaching them how to use like a wheel. Uh, teaching basic things, and and even in in this uh, book, in the first chapter, they re- they reference that we don't really know what happened, but all of a sudden, sapiens, Homo sapiens, were much smarter and much advanced, and used things like fire to change the chemistry of food, and be able to eat things like wheat and all the bar- all these things that we can't digest raw, but now all of a sudden, all across the world, all at the same time, all these what what were not Homo sapiens at all of a sudden are learning all of these things all at once. And you see this huge, uh, at the time, like a huge technology boom across the entire world. Um, there's, there's no way there's, I could see like maybe, okay, in this one region, this happened and it spread slowly from there over thousands of years, but like to have it happen all around the world, all at the same time. Uh, and they're carbon dating all of this stuff. Like it's, that's, that's, that's tangible evidence. Um, it, it just, it seems like there is for what that the carbon dating like shows that it all happened at the same time. All of these creations, pyramids, temples, all this, this huge boom in technology of, of humans using fire and, and the wheel and different things like this, like this all happens all at once across the entire world in a time when you're not crossing the sea, uh, any of the oceans. Are you so, trying to make your case for aliens right now? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what all, that's what I'm saying with, with, with all these old religions, Sumerians, they all point to the same thing. And, and in the first chapter, they, they reference, we don't know what happened, but all of a sudden sapiens, we were sapiens. We were thinking we were intelligent. Um, and I think that's more of like a push from some kind of otherworldly thing to influence our brains and teach us and help us take that next step. Um, because perhaps we were even bred by them in, in their image with like a monkey or something, or, you know, I, I just think there's there's like more evidence for that than like a god was like, yo, I'm gonna make some humans today. I'm gonna make dinosaurs. No, that sucks. I'm gonna kill, get rid of all the dinosaurs. Now we're gonna make humans. Like it, it just doesn't. I think any... you're. I think you're. I think you're assuming that you can understand the reasoning. What do you mean? I'm, I'm meaning. I, I don't. I don't think we were meant to understand. I don't think we were meant to understand the things. That that we that we can't comprehend, like the order of the limited knowledge of the events of the past, mm-hmm. or you know, like any question of why we are where we are right now. I I, I think that there's a lack of 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 humility with us thinking that we are supposed to understand. And therefore, if we don't understand, then, and if it doesn't make sense, and if it's arbitrary to our minds, and therefore it, there, it, there is no bearing to, to, to any of it. Um, you know, if you can think of a person who is Catholic or Christian, or they believe that the earth was, created 2,500 years ago and 
um, you know, then I think obviously that you have a, a somebody who's picked something for them. But to me, I don't think that the hypocrisy or the like the fundamental pitfalls of religion automatically disqualify it as something to be reckoned with. But I think at, you know, at that point, I think the, it's I think more of like the, a club the, than a way to live your life. I mean, it's like a club of how to live your life more than like, this is what the world is. I think it's far more than that too. I think but it's it, far more than that because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, it's a, it's a self driven endeavor Right. And the uh-huh. endeavor is to create a relationship with the Almighty. Right. I don't know, man. That to me seems like a noble endeavor, if I've ever heard one. It, it, regardless of how you of how you pursue it. And it seems to me that It seems to me that one's life is better off lived with the assumption that God is there than if the assumption of God is not there. Disagree. And furthermore, I think that we see the consequences of the removal of God societally in almost everything of the current American culture, popular culture, almost everything. But it's because there's no proof of God. So like, why, why are we going to church every Sunday? Why are we paying churches all this money? Like why are there, there's, there is no proof of it at all. I understand, I understand your cynicism. (laughs) Um, I really do. I I truly a hundred percent do. Um, but I think that's why you're seeing that breakdown is what I'm saying. I think we're seeing that breakdown because, uh, we foolishly believed that we know more than we do. Hmm. Foolishly, very foolishly, we have convinced ourselves that we know more than we do. That is a, to me, is a very unsettling proposition Because if you remove God from our lives in mass, it's not like you're taking the weight off of somebody's back. You're more likely taking a part of them and in return making them incomplete. The search, I don't think the search for God ends when you've convinced yourself that God is not real. I think you just continually search for that your whole life. And you might find it in something positive. You might find it something negative. You might find it in politics. And I think that's where a lot of our, our generation has found their God, their religion is in politics. And in or social identity. media. And I think that's replaced the, you know, the, the, the presence of somebody that is greater than yourself in your life at all times. I, I just, I just don't think it's a very positive thing. I don't think you need God to be a good person though. And there, I know tons of fucking Catholics that are not good people. At like, <laughs> I know tons of like I don't know them personally, but there were tons of priests that are like the shepherds of this great community that are molesting. What is your tons okay. of altar boys? Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like the right there, like the people that are leading this religion are as a whole covering up a whole sect of their guys for years that were like raping kids, molesting kids, 
and they let it go like they swept it under the rug all there's so there's so many cases where you're seeing cardinals and other people getting shifted around to protect them from this like it was a very known thing but yet these people can go around and tell others how to live their life and like this is what you need to do to get to heaven when when the, at the very core like they're they're going against everything that they stand and believe for every sunday and or every other day or whatever that goes against everything that they ever taught. Like, who are they? Who is any human? If, if God is, is this, um, uh, like this great being, who is any human as imperfect as we are to like, tell people how to live their life. Like you don't need God for that. You just need to be a good person and live by like basic fundamentals. And, and you can be, you can have a good rewarding full life. You don't need to have God and heaven as like this thing to comfort you about death. Like death is death. It's going to happen. Like, you'll see what happens or you won't cause you won't be cognizant. But like, to me, it's just such a control tactic it, and maybe it's, it's, it was in, it was put in place to be good. Um, but I think it's, there's a lot, a lot of holes. And as like time goes on, I think that's why you're seeing so many people fall away from it. Cause there's a lot of holes. The origin story being a very major one. Um, there's, there's just, there's so many things that like just don't, connect with like what the world is today this was like a very believable thing two three thousand years ago um when i think the world was like much more simplistic but like now that the, the world's like evolved and there's there's so many more things to like disprove so much of that it seems it, it's it just seems to be going away more and more like i i would be very surprised in a thousand years if there's still christianity at the level anywhere close to what it is now. Um, I, even in like 10 years, 50, 20 years that I've been alive, I feel like um, I'm, I'm watching it like nosedive. I think your perception is uh, just a little bit jaded. And oh. I, don't, I don't know that you give uh, enough credit to people who use God as not a means to justify their death but as a means to find meaning in their life and that i mean that is real but and why do you need god on your you to your point on on the corruption of the catholic church i mean the bible's been warning us about the corruption of man since the jump so yeah man like that's that's there for sure if you ever needed any more proof that there are the realest truths found in a relationship with God through the lessons and teachings of the Bible, then I don't know what else you would need because it's right there in, in, in living color, the corruption of man, because at the end of the day, these priests are, are men and that should honestly be like i don't know why that's not more clear to everybody it's like yeah like they told us that happens and there it is and you know they fell because they're fallen they, we are all we are all corrupted people you know you said like you don't need god to be a good person and i don't believe that that's untrue but what's your baseline how do you determine what a good person is. How do you determine that you're a good person? And if uh, you're not, if you're not doing any sort of like self audit on that, then like, where is your measuring stick? And what is a good person? I don't, I don't need a book to dictate to me what that is though. And I mean, you can, and not, that but, book, but why is it a dictation? It's not, nobody's, nobody's standing over you with, a sword or a gun to your head saying, this is what you got to do. Mm -hmm. It, I mean, to me, it's more of a challenge. Okay. To me, it's more of like you, you can, you can use the teachings of, of this book that has lasted throughout the ages before we ever knew how to print anything in mass to anybody. I mean, it's recovered at least in some form and you can really use these things to build a moral characteristic 
And I don't think you give enough credit to the person that you are that is a decent manner to the fact that you were instilled with these morals from a very young age. But then why does it have to be? You're right. You're right. Why does it have to be religious, though? Why can't it just be like something you're taught in school? This is how you're a good person. Why does it have to be connected to this is God and this is who made you and this is what this is this is what life is and this is what happens when you die and this is what happens if you're a bad person this is what happened like you don't need to like connect that to like something you cannot prove or like at all like you don't need to connect that to a thing every Sunday you go to or like that should just be basic shit that we learn like science and math like it, you don't need to like connect it to religion in my opinion that can just be a fundamental thing that you do social uh, <laughs> interactions 101 you know like it, it doesn't have to be like why aren't those fundamentals should be taught in public schools they shouldn't just be a religious thing like why would a public school not need to learn about thou shalt not kill yeah you shouldn't kill it's good shit to live by I, I've never said that the Bible doesn't have good principles that's why it's lasted but it shouldn't be like a mutual like a this is the Christianity is the way uh, Judaism is completely wrong or, you know, Buddhism is completely wrong. Like, that's not a, like, that's not a, that doesn't make any sense. Like you, you, sh all these religions are based on like the same fundamentals and the, for the most part of like being a good human. Um, it, to me, it doesn't seem like you need religion to do that. It seems like that's just something that should be taught as these are the ways to live your life without feeding a lot of other extra bullshit in there. Yeah, it's tough for me because I agree with you in some respect. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, institutionalized religions. Um, particularly because I'm, I'm not a fan of like institutions. <laughs> I'm not really like a yeah. fan of, you know, any sort of bureaucratic way of doing anything. And not that, no, not just not that the Catholic church or anything like that is any sort of real bureaucracy. Um, you know, I, I have respect for the traditions of of different religions and whatnot, and it's it's just weird because I had a point in my life where religious hypocrisy really got under my skin, and it didn't sit well with me. Uh, and it wasn't until later in my life when I revisited these things that it actually began to click and make sense. Mm -hmm. And while I didn't still appreciate the hypocrisy, that still bugged me. I wasn't angry at it. I wasn't upset. I was happy that it happened and I was happy that I was raised in that environment. And I was happy that at one point in my life that it was something that I wore with a, uh, you know, a badge of honor. Um, and it kind of made me think like, whatever it is that gets you to the truth, the real truth, then that's cool with me. And if it means organized religion, that's cool with me too. What is the real truth when you say However, just to clarify? The real truth? Like just how to live your life as a good person? Is that what you're saying? To tell the truth. That is the real truth. To tell the truth. Always. Okay. That is how you live your life as a good person. To tell the truth. Always. To me, that's the only way. And the presence of God in your life while I'll agree with you for some is not necessary to be a truthful person. Um, I believe that the belief in something that is far greater than you and that you have no control over, um, 
is important. But so I think you're, that faith you're describing it as fear is, is important. I think it's truly important to allow yourself to like r- relieve yourself of the burden of being like a human and the burden of freaking knowing that you're going to die at any minute is to say, Hey, this is not my plan. Right. But, but why even is... if it's not God's plan, even if it's an alien's plan, it's not mine. And I'm of so little control over this that I have no choice but to surrender to the truth and live my life that way. And I think that is missing in a lot of aspects of two, our current society. Two and I think now. I can pretty accurately attribute that to the removal of God from our society. Do you know that uh, church going percentage from like the entire 20th century up until 1999 was at 70% in the mm-hmm. last 20 years that has dropped to 50% this is the United States. It's 20%. And it stayed, it was 70% like steady the entire century, 70%. Didn't really fluctuate up and down very much. It's all right around 70%. And then in the 20 years since the 21st century, fucking straight down. And, and I think people are, you know, you might, you might not have a problem with that. You might agree with that. But I mean, it's something, you know, that's something. And, and I don't know. Don't you think that there's consequences to that? I think it's either positive. Um, well, I mean, as faith, as you describe it, just to me, uh, it's all fear-based. It's all in, in fear of God and fear of hell. That's why you're a good well, person is because you don't want to go to that's hell. That's far too cynical and simplistic. But that's how you just described it to me. Uh, absolutely not. It, it has nothing to do with, with where I, I end up after I die because none of us know. It but is then why are you understanding being, why that murdering? there is, why are you being there is no control over almost any aspect of my life. I have very little control. I can control my attitude on most days, my hygiene and my effort. And outside of that, like what do I have control over? It's that surrender. It's that, it's that humility. It's that allowing yourself to understand that this is not of your will in almost anything. That's what faith is. Faith is not being scared and not bowing down because uh, you're afraid. But then, so why aren't you murdering, stealing, killing, uh, adultering? Well, why would I have any inclination to do that? But I'm saying like, why all like faith is, is fear-based as you described it because of it's what you're told to do. It's like what we're supposed to do. It's what, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a very good recommendation why that you, you that should to not surrender your yourself to something that is not that is not of not of this world to 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 coin a to get, to use a, ca- a Christian phrase, but something that is not of your control. You are not in control of nearly as much as you think you are, For and sure. that should scare the shit out of you. But that's okay because if you are going to allow yourself to say, hey, I'm going to walk in this plan, whoever's plan it is, I'm going to walk in this and I'm going to tell the truth always and I'm going to, you know, hopefully be grateful and take advantage of opportunities. Mm -hmm. To me, that's, that's, Really, the Christian message and the message I, of I, of Western Western society as a whole, you know? I don't think it's much more complicated than that. I get the message. I just don't see why you need to drink the Kool-Aid, if you will, about God and all these other things just to be a good person. Like, you can... Well, then who do you prostrate yourself to? No one. Who what do if you this bend is all nothing? To? No one. I don't, I don't know. Well, to. all right. I think that's an issue because, <laughs> because you're not as cool as you think you are. I know I'm not as cool as I think I am. I don't think, I think none of this has 
fairly any meaning. Other, the, the only thing I would say, because I'm a firm believer in the soul, um, and I think that like we are here in one way or the other, in one shape or another, in one form or another, uh, as positive or negative energy or both. And I think we are here to like learn through our different lives or whatever. Um, and, and maybe eventually someday we move on to a paradise or whatever that is, but I, a heck of a lot more, I, I just have a better time believing that than you need to believe this one way of living, um, or you're going to hell because in my think- life, I, I don't think I'm going to hell. I don't think I'm that bad of a person. I don't think, uh, though I was raised in an environment where I learned a lot of these principles, um, I don't think that me being a Christian will determine if all, even if all this is true, if, if God and all that is true, I don't think me going to church every Sunday and, and participating in these customs or not would send me to heaven or hell. I feel like you can, I can live my life day to day as a good person, uh, which I think I am for like the most part. Um, we all have our faults, but like at the end of the day, I think I'd like pass the test. Um, and I think I'd be all right. And I don't think that as like, yes, like you saying, I, I learned a lot of those fundamentals. Um, but I fell away from faith 10, 12 years ago and still believe that I've lived a pretty good life and, and been as good as I can to as many people around me. And that if I died today, I, in some way or another, like, would have passed the test or would, um, if not, if nothing else left a good impact on the, on the earth or the people that I'm surrounded with one way or the other. Well, I'm not worried about you because, uh, you were, you were raised with a moral backbone because you were raised in the church. But what I'm saying is I'm worried about the people who find no meaning in life and then decide to reside in the pits of despair that they've created in their own minds. And that's what leads to a lot of bad things happening. And uh, I, like I said, man, I understand your cynicism. I get it. I lived it. I'm, I'm not fully not there now. I mean, I don't, I don't participate in any religion as it stands. Um, but I'm glad that they're here, and I'm very glad that there are still people that um, are choosing to uh, pay their way to heaven, formulate their, formulate their lives. Well, look, man, I, I don't, I don't know that it's all that cynical, really. Honestly, I, I mean, everything that you have to say about it is just about the worst parts that you've ever heard of religion. And I just think that that's more or less an outlier and people are going to get got always, but um, dude, they're like it's it's lasted because it it works for people and it allows them to you know live a life with some sort of meaning and that is better than the alternative and the alternative is thinking that nothing matters so you have justification to take your anger and frustration out on somebody or something else And you can't tell me that that's not a prevailing feeling in reality currently. And I don't know what else you could attribute it to. I just struggle to understand why it has to be because of God that you learn. Nobody, nobody's saying it has to be. But that's what it is. That's that's no, no, as no. you're describing. They're saying, saying it is. There's no religion. We're saying it has to be. It's not like apart. it's not like anybody's forcing you to do anything. They're saying, hey, it's right here in front of your face. You're choosing to, you know, see a lot of negatives with it. And I, I mean, I don't believe that it's something that is, you know, I, I don't think anybody's damned. I don't think anybody is in jeopardy of eternal damnation because of one belief or another. I think it, I think it, you know, I think it goes further than that. I, I, I think that when you talk to any reasonable head of 
of anything. You, if you talk to just, you know, a damn priest at your local, I mean, I think that person is going to be very real with you about everything that's going on and, and the, you know, the reason that they believe one thing or another. But I think the underlying truth is that, you know, while you may not subscribe to this religion or that religion, the subscription that there is a higher power is non-negotiable. Hmm. And I believe that to be true. I think this book disproves that, though. It certainly doesn't. You don't think it certainly so? doesn't. I mean, and it can, chapter, it can, it can even raise the case for it. Because you couldn't... You could, like I said, you couldn't describe evolution in any terms that we can perceive to be true, right? There's no, there's no, there's no brain inside of any one aspect of an animal that allows it to render itself a defense for another animal because why? Because they, you know, it happened to them a thousand times over thousands of years. So gradually their body just morphed into it. What well, that doesn't for there's no credibility to Darwin's survival of the fittest. Yeah, it's not and it's untrue, but it's you still can't describe the phenomenon. I can describe because all you're saying is it happened. You're saying right. evolutionary, they developed this. Okay, obviously. Mm-hmm. But how? I, I'm having and then okay, and then here. you can subscribe to the theory of the Big Bang. How did that start? Right. What's the theory there? But like all of our modern physics is based off of that, and like all, all the knowledge that we have in the year 2021 is points to that. This book but points you can to never that. explain how that engine started. There's not a single Christian, any kind of religious text that sh- that shows how the anything started other than Adam and Eve which is like not true. It's dated four to 10,000 years. The world has been here for 400 million years. It's, that's a it's, lot off. Yeah, but you're okay. It, that's the story of the fall. It's it, like you said, it's a tr- traditional story. Mm-hmm. But th- why is there you no, got, you got to stop taking it you. at face value because it's, that's not how it's taught to the majority of people who follow that text. But why is the majority there no other of people who, who follow the Bible aren't doing so because they take it at, as a scientific book, they take it as something that holds the truths of life. And if you look, if you, if you really dive deep into the story of the fall, all that you're going to see is that there are, there are explanations through God that bring us to where we are at today. And if you were to ask any well-meaning Christian, do they believe that God reached down with a hand and took a rib from Adam's um, rib cage and formed it to make Eve? It's like, like, no, of course not, right? But the symbolism in there is far more powerful than the idea of actually believing that that happened through some sort of magic, whatever cosmos thing. And that's, you know, that's what the point I think that you're missing here is that that is the essence of what it means to believe in God. And these are just vehicles. Religion is just a vehicle to that truth. Mm. And they all have different routes to get in there. But at this, at the end of the day, it's not about worshiping some omnipresent being that's going to damn you to hell. And if you're not a good little boy or girl, you know, those are simple things taught to kids because that's how they can digest it. It's far deeper than that. And, you know, if you like really wanted to get into it, hell that is talked about is, you know, in, in my opinion, mostly just your time on earth that can be hell if you decide to take these paths. So I don't know. I just think that, well, I understand your cynicism and there's a lot of reason to be cynical about religion. Um, there's far greater reason to be optimistic about what it does for people. 
I just wish the principles could be taught to everybody and it wasn't like an exclusive thing. Yeah, but then, then you would be, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Where else would you get it? Where else does it exist? I mean, any, you know, because like any text, you could just make a text that will now last for 3000 years that like has all those same morals in it. And it doesn't make you fear a, a very powerful God that'll damn you to an eternity in hell. And, and, and like that, that has always been, a, I mean, I've, I've studied, I, I've been in, I did 12 to some plus years learning about the Bible and, and a lot of it, it is fear-based and like it's, it's so that you live a good life. You, you, because you don't want this ha to happen. You don't want eternal damnation. Like that is, that is part of the core of it. it it's simplistic to say that's the core of religion, but like that's it, a large not. part of like why you would want to be a good person. Otherwise, where, where, where's the motive? The motive is that you want to go to heaven and not hell. Mm. The the motive is is understanding the alternative. What does that mean? The motive of believing in God is understanding the alternative, which is not believing in God. But because I don't believe in God, am I going to hell? Or am I, I eternally so. damned? But so then, what now? I think that when you don't believe in God then you allow for the you allow for the moral degeneration of the people around you because you no longer have any sort of reinforcement in your life hmm. and so you can look at something and you can allow it to go by you because that's not a presence in your life anymore. And the more people that do that, the more that that is something that is acceptable, the more we all suffer. Agree to disagree. <laughs> well, surely. Um, it's late, man. Should I wrap this up? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm really excited though for this book because it, uh, already, like it just breaks it down and I'm learning a ton of stuff and, um, I feel like I, th I think I see where they're kind of, what they're going to do with it. Like they kind of hinted at it in the first chapter with, um, you know, like how long we've been here and how much shorter we might be here. Um, because of things that we've created and, and like what has resulted since we've become sapien. And, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped to, uh, to learn, to expand the brain. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm excited. I, I have read this book before, but, but, uh, it's been a little while and I'm excited to reread it because it, uh, it definitely takes you through, um, all, all that we know that it's meant to be a, uh, Sapien. So it's pretty cool, man. It's a history of us. Yeah. So. And the next ones will be a little more focused on the book, guys. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I got a little sidetracked here. But I just thought fundamentally at the root of it, I, I saw like a a contradiction a little bit. So I wanted to bring that up before we got into it. But we'll, we'll try to keep the next ones more focused. But I, uh, we would love to hear from you guys, too. Uh, if you have any like comments or questions or like anything you want to reach out to us about, um, you can always just shoot us an email at bummerdude.media at gmail.com and I hope you do that peace bye